What's up guys, my name is Leif Farneson and you're listening to episode 36 of the Vegan Gym Podcast. My brother and I are vegan fitness coaches and bodybuilders who started this podcast as part of our mission to show the world that vegans are strong, healthy, compassionate badasses who are leading the charge against chronic disease, animal abuse, and climate change. We've had the opportunity to help thousands of vegans reach their fitness goals, but we're just getting started. Our goal is to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. So if you believe in challenging the status quo and showing the world how badass veganism really is, then this podcast is for you. With that, I'd like to introduce my brother, my co-host for this podcast, Anders. What's going on, man? What is going on, guys? Uh, it is so good to be back after two weeks. Yeah, it's and been a while. That's because we've been preparing, if you didn't know, for our upcoming challenge this week, uh, which we're super stoked about, but it did take a lot of our time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we're super stoked about that. And within the last two weeks, we've gotten so many amazing reviews from you guys and we wanted to show some love and to uh provide some shout outs to you so that's right um, i'm I'm going to start with one and then we're just going to kind of go back and forth and uh yeah freaking love you guys so thank you guys um the first one comes from km korea uh 509 from the usa uh, I know that you uh, applied to the challenge and got in, so congratulations. Can't wait to have you in with us. Um, but she said, this podcast is a motivation I need to remain on track to transforming my body and mind in the best way possible. Listening to this podcast makes me feel accountable with my nutrition and workout plan. Please do not stop. You guys are keep me uh, sane in the world where I don't have any vegan companions, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge thing. Like so many of us feel isolated, but it's really cool to have groups online that really keep us all connected. So that's awesome. Thanks for your review. Uh, Joanna C. Anderson from the UK says positive and fun, but intelligent and informative. Love that sentence. And she goes on to say everything uh, they say just makes sense on so many levels. I've now listened to all of their podcasts and many numerous times. Sometimes when I feel like I'm a little below par, I pop on one of their podcasts and find the self-love and realization for what I am capable of accomplishing come flooding back. I just can't tire of listening to these amazing guys. Thank you so much. That just warms my heart. I yeah, love hearing amazing. that stuff. <laughs> uh, Veggie Babe from the USA Absolutely best podcast out there for anyone with physique goals who is vegan or thinking about becoming vegan. Awesome. Straight Boom. to the point. Straight to the point, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's uh, what we're all about too. That is. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So Wakefield79 from Australia says, I have just started listening to you guys and I love your podcasts. I've been vegan for a year now and I've already learned so much from listening to your knowledge. Thank you so much and keep spreading the vegan word. That's an awesome review. Thank you all so much. I also saw, this is a a little older actually, but I just saw a review from August uh, that I hadn't read earlier because uh, this person is in Canada and apparently uh, you can't see the reviews from people from Canada or some other countries uh, just showing up on iTunes. You have to actually sort reviews based on the the country. Uh, But anyways, I just saw this review and um, an L pause from Canada said, 
Great information. I always look forward to the next episode and have re-listened to almost all of them, some several times. And then she says, fun game. Take a sip of your BCAAs whenever these guys say freaking. <laughs> yeah, and only BCAAs or protein powder. Yeah. <laughs> protein shake, that Yeah, is. that's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to say freaking a lot in this episode. So, uh, grab your BCAAs <laughs> and have them ready. Um, anyways, thank you guys so much uh, for leaving these reviews. That's awesome. And we're going to be trying to do this more often, like sharing reviews and just thanking you guys. So, Because um, that's what really keeps us moving, guys. It, yeah. We really appreciate all the love and support. And uh, that that's what keeps fueling us to keep moving forward. Exactly. So thank you. Yeah, we've actually. Seriously, from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. Like it, it truly means the world to yeah. us. Yeah, it does. It does mean a lot. It really does help us to like kind of push forward. Yeah. Because so often uh, we end up like deleting most of the comments, but we get a lot of hate on lots of our our posts, especially our um, our vegan fitness challenge promo video. Oh that, yeah. Oh, that, the rise uh, of veganism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people just went crazy on that. We had way more hate on it than even uh, like. Uh, love comments yeah what, <laughs> which what, is kind of weird kind of crazy is like the all the hate comments and stuff are, don't even make sense most of yeah. the time <laughs> oh it doesn't make sense it's like and you could we had a few that were just like kill a deer and that's literally all they said yeah. i was like what is yeah. the point behind yeah, so the statement just like yeah <laughs> and you could like instigate a conversation and have a debate or something but it's always it always comes back to such stupid things because i know i can debate anyone yeah. logically about veganism there is no way you can come up with an argument against it uh that i couldn't refute in some way or another but i'm not going to waste my time doing that to someone who's not open to the knowledge and i don't even want to have like a heated debate i don't even right. think that's like well useful. Pe- people that make those comments don't even they're close-minded uh, they're close-minded i mean exactly. it's, it's like arguing with a brick wall so if you're not a brick wall and you're willing to like <laughs> uh like have a nice conversation like i'm Email totally us. willing to yeah. do that and in fact some of them who were quite aggressive uh, i could tell were kind of open to uh hearing something else and, actually that's a great and we had some great thing to say because we actually did have people that we reached out to uh on, on the first few comments then it kind of grew old but we reached out to them and we uh, i don't know we we were kind of ended the conversation on level playing fields yeah and it was just like it's okay like, yeah and like agree to disagree exactly. and mutual respect is like okay that's an that's a good exactly. thing and and yeah, while I don't think that eating animal products is in any way good for your health or the planet or uh, certainly not for the animals, I mean, that's still um, – I can respect you if you're willing to respect me and kind of my way of living. So, exactly. Because I used to be there. I know what that's, what that's like. I used to be in that position. And if some vegan came up to me five years ago or I guess a little bit more than that, six or seven years ago and said like – whatever you're doing is stupid. Like that would have really turned me off. So it's, it's good to have kind of these open conversations, but, exactly. um, anyways, what were we getting at? So, so yeah, we've gotten a lot of hate and we usually just kind of delete those comments, but it's always nice to hear, uh, good things about kind of exactly. uh, the work we're trying to do and the message we're trying to spread. So thank you guys for leaving reviews and, uh, please also be sure to continue leaving reviews and we'll give you a shout out in the podcast. Um, another thing that I want to talk about is, um, a book that I'm writing. Um, and this actually, uh, has a lot to do with the episode we're covering today. The book is called vegan fat shredding secrets. And, uh, this book is the ultimate guide for vegans who want to shred fat and get ripped. 
And uh, this book that I'm writing will answer questions like, um, what food should I eat to shred fat and build lean muscle? How can I eat the foods that I love while still shredding fat? How do I calculate vegan macros? How do I make low-calorie, high-protein vegan meals? What workout plan should I follow to shred fat? How much cardio should I do? Um, How can I burst through plateaus? How can I stick to uh, my fat shredding program over the long term and not really fall off? And tons more stuff. So if you guys want to pick up that book, um, this book is actually launching uh, the end of next month. So February 26th is the launch date. That's when you can pick up a copy of Vegan Fat Shredding Secrets, but you can get on the wait list to grab one of the free copies that I'm going to be giving away. I'm giving away 1,000 free copies of the book. So you can head to veganshredding.com to get on the wait list right now, or you can grab the book when it launches. It's going pretty quick too, guys. It is going pretty quickly. <laughs> we're, we're almost at 1,000. Everyone wants, to, everyone wants to be shredding some fat right yeah, now. Yeah, I've been really uh, quite happy with the response that I've gotten uh, for this book. So it's been really great, and uh, I'm, I'm I appreciate sure that all the support. You. I'm sure that fuels you to keep going with the yeah, book, too. Yeah, well, I still have lots of work to uh, kind of polish it up and, yeah. and send it off and get it published and stuff. It's so going to be good, guys. It's going to be really good, and, um, and I think this will answer all of your questions. But we're going to give you a little bit of a teaser in this podcast by talking about stubborn body fat. So in this podcast, we're going to teach you exactly why stubborn body fat is stubborn, and we're also going to teach you how to shred fat as quickly and efficiently as possible so you can burn away all of that stubborn body fat. But before we begin, I want to make something really clear, and it is this. You cannot target certain areas of body fat that seem to be more stubborn than others. So... In other words, you really can't target stubborn body fat. (laughs) And I just want to make that really clear because I don't want to set up, uh, set like high hopes for, for like some magic, magic, uh, trick or diet hack or something that you can do because it doesn't exist. It really comes down to hard work. Um, and we're going to explain exactly why you can't target stubborn body fat in this podcast. But we're also going to tell you how you can shred those last few pounds that seem to accumulate in stubborn areas like your hips and lower abdomen. And, um, and that's really the best that we can do. We can tell you why stubborn fat is stubborn and how to really, uh, how to get rid of it. But there aren't really any hacks or, or things that, that you haven't heard of before. I mean, it really just comes down to putting in the work. Uh, but we're going to explain how to do that efficiently, uh, so you can get it done, uh, quickly and hopefully not get frustrated in the process. So let's get right into it. We're going to start with the simple science of fat loss. Now, the most important principle of dieting is energy balance. Okay, that's calories in versus calories out. It's really simple and it really, really matters. So you must expend more energy than you consume. That is absolutely fundamental for fat loss. And I know this isn't so sexy. It's not one of those really, uh, it's not, it's not the flat belly diet tricks or weird hacks and tricks and stuff and bogus supplements or fat loss pills. Um, I know the new revolutionary thing is a thing that tends to sell really well because everyone is frustrated. The, the new and they, instant gratification. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. People are obsessed with instant gratification. They don't understand. Um, they understand what putting in the work entails, which is why they want something that makes it happen faster. Um, but it doesn't really matter uh, what eating approach you follow, low carb, high carb, intermittent fasting, these tricks, these hacks, they don't work. It all comes back to 
energy balance. Um, and this is in fact the first law of thermodynamics. Now, if you don't, if you haven't taken thermodynamics in school, the first law of thermodynamics is a version of the law of the conservation of energy, and it's just adapted adapted to uh, thermodynamic systems. So. The law of conservation of energy states that the total energy of an isolated system is constant. Energy can be transferred from one form to another, but it can neither be created nor destroyed. And the processes of metabolism involve conservations of energy, either through catabolizing reactions that release the energy stored in your food or anabolizing ones that use or store that energy. So whenever you eat something, the caloric energy of your food must either get released or get stored somewhere inside of you. So the basic fundamental principle of fat loss is energy balance. It's calories in versus calories out. You need to be eating less calories than you expend every day to lose fat or to lose weight. But, um, but we don't just want to lose weight. We want to lose fat. We want to target fat stores for elimination without losing muscle mass. And that's the big difference between weight loss and fat loss. That's why we talk about fat loss all the time. So how do you target fat loss without losing muscle mass? So you can accomplish this in two ways. For one, you can eat a high-protein diet, and for two, you can focus on heavy compound weightlifting and not doing tons of cardio and uh, really high-rep kind of endurance-style weight training. Now, we're going to dive into all these things in way more detail later in this podcast, but first, let's get back to the whole concept of stubborn body fat, and we have to start here. We have to ask ourselves a very important question. Is stubborn body fat actually real? So you probably understand the calories in versus calories out thing. That's pretty simple. And maybe you're even lifting weights, heavy compound weightlifting. Uh, you're nailing your diet. You're getting enough sleep. You're bringing intensity to your training. You kind of have all the pieces there and you've been dedicated to doing this stuff for weeks or months and you've seen some amazing fat shredding results. But maybe you're still left wondering, why can't I lose this last little bit of fat that's stuck on my lower abs or on my hips or maybe in my butt or on my thighs or something? You might be doing everything right, but you're still having trouble getting rid of those stubborn areas. And uh, Andres is currently shredding and he uh, complains all the time about (laughs) his lower abs. (laughs) Yeah, my my lower abs are always the last to be the most defined area. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it's, I have to be in a very low body fat percentage for my six pack to actually pop. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just, well, we'll get into it, but it takes a lot more work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it can be frustrating. So I'm, I know many people listening to this can probably, uh, relate. So let's talk a little bit about exactly why that happens. And we're going to begin by discussing how your body actually burns body fat. So glucose is your body's preferred energy source, and when you eat, your digestive system breaks down carbohydrates into glucose to be used for fuel in your body. But if you don't need all that glucose right away, then your body can package it together into glycogen molecules, which your liver and muscles can store for future use. But once your body has burned through all of its glycogen stores, your body will turn to stored body fat for energy. And while all cells contain some fat, it's mainly stored in adipose tissue. Adipose tissue is the body fat that we all want to lose, and body fat is simply stored energy. So if we learn how to release this stored energy, then we can burn it up. So how exactly does your body release this stored energy? 
Well, hormones such as glucagon and epinephrine are responsible for initiating the breakdown and mobilization of triglycerides. Epinephrine, which is more commonly known as adrenaline, belongs to a class of hormones known as catecholamines. Now, the two other main catecholamines are dopamine and norepinephrine. And these molecules travel through your blood and they will attach to receptors on fat cells, which then triggers the release of the energy stored within those fat cells to be burned for energy. And according to decades of metabolic research, the catecholamines, epinephrine and norepinephrine, are well known to be the physiological triggers for hydrolyzing stored fat in adipose tissue so that it can be burned as fuel in other organs. And as confirmed by numerous studies over over the past few decades, these catecholamines control fat cell metabolism in large part through activation of the beta adrenergic receptors. So these catecholamine hormones act like a key that unlocks the lock. And in this case, the lock are these adrenergic receptors. So once you unlock the lock, you can open the door to the fat cell and release the stored energy that's contained within it. Now, there are many subtypes of beta adrenergic receptors, such as beta 1, beta 2, beta 3, and etc. But all you need to know is that these beta receptors increase a fat cell's ability to burn fat and increases the blood flow that passes through the fat cells. But beta receptors aren't the only type of receptor that your fat cells have. Your fat cells also have alpha receptors. And just like beta receptors, there are many subtypes of alpha receptors, but that's not really important for talking about stubborn body fat. Now, the physiology is quite complex, but when it comes to fatty acid metabolism, alpha and beta receptors act as opposites. Alpha fat receptors are responsible for decreasing fat burning and restricting the amount of blood flow that passes through the cell. Beta fat receptors increase your body's ability to burn body fat and increase the blood flow that passes through these fat cells. So that's the main difference between normal body fat and stubborn body fat. It all comes down to the proportion of alpha versus beta receptors that a particular group of fat cells actually have. So in 1988, researchers at the medical school of Lyon, France, found that the balance between the activation of the alpha and beta receptors determines the overall level of fat loss within adipose tissue. So the higher the proportion of beta to alpha receptors that fat cells have, the easier it will be to break down, mobilize, and burn stored body fats. In numerous studies conducted between 1976 and 2005, researchers have proven that adrenergic receptor distribution varies in the different adipose tissue locations throughout the body. In other words, the proportions of alpha versus beta receptors vary throughout the body in different body fat deposits. According to a 2005 study from Nemours Children's Clinic in Jacksonville, Florida, gluteal femoral adipose tissue, which are the fat deposits that are located primarily below the waist in your hips and your thighs, is characterized by a greater alpha receptor response and a much lower beta receptor response compared with abdominal adipose tissue. So in other words, hip and thigh fat is more difficult to burn than belly fat. And this is because there is less expression of the beta receptors in gluteal versus abdominal adipose tissue, and also because there are fewer beta receptors in gluteal adipose tissue.
visceral adipose tissue, which is the fat tissue located deep within the abdomen and around the internal organs, is some of the easiest fat to burn in your body because it has more beta receptors compared to the fat that's located beneath your skin. So in other words, it's easier to burn the visceral deep fat within your body that surrounds your internal organs than it is to burn the body fat directly beneath your skin. This is largely due to the different proportions of alpha and beta adrenergic receptors in your body. Now, everyone is different in how exactly they store body fat, but there are some main differences between men and women. For example, women generally have a higher percentage of body fat than men with relatively more adipose tissue in the hips and the thighs. Women also tend to have lower visceral adipose tissue than men, which again is tissue that's located deep within the abdomen and around the internal organs. So what can we take from all of this science? I hope this wasn't too overwhelming for you, but I really wanted to provide some concrete science to show you why stubborn body fat is a real thing because certain body fat cells in your body can actually be resistant to being burned based on the different concentrations of adrenergic receptors within the cells. And unfortunately, you cannot change your hormones or your proportion of beta to alpha adrenergic receptors in your fat cells because as we stated before at the beginning of this podcast, you cannot necessarily target body fat stores for elimination, whether that's kind of your normal body fat or this stubborn body fat. But beyond adrenergic receptors, there's another reason that many people tend to have stubborn body fat areas, and that's the fact that your body tends to accumulate more body fat in certain areas. As your body fat drops uniformly through your entire body, those areas will decrease at the same rate, but since there's a little bit more fat there, it's going to take longer for it to burn away. And this simply means that you have to drop your body fat percentage lower to burn the remaining fat from these stubborn body fat areas. In other words, when you gradually reduce your overall body fat percentage, you will lose stubborn body fat. It's just going to be at a slower rate than you'd really like to see. So your primary goal in all of this is really to lose body fat. It's really that simple. You don't want to complicate it. You want to bring your total body fat percentage down. That's the absolute best way that you can target stubborn body fats. And I know that we already explained that you need to be in a caloric deficit, you need to eat plenty of protein, and you need to lift heavy weights, but now we're going to discuss all of those things in a bit more detail. So for one, you need to maintain a caloric deficit, but exactly how much of a deficit should you maintain? Well, we recommend that you maintain a moderately aggressive caloric deficit of about 20%. We want to shred fat as quickly and efficiently as possible without feeling super hungry. And if you try to shred more quickly, you will actually increase your risk of losing muscle. So for, the, for number two, for eating a high-protein diet... If you are really serious about getting into the best shape of your life, then we recommend consuming about 1.1 grams of protein per pound of lean body mass. That's 2.4 grams per kilogram of lean body mass. And this is because increasing your protein intake is one of the most effective ways to reduce hunger, to increase your metabolic rate, which is also known as your metabolism, and also to maintain lean muscle mass, which is really, really important during the fat shredding process. So 
Um, I said you should be aiming for 1.1 grams of protein per pound of lean body mass or 2.4 grams per kilogram of lean body mass. Um, And I'd like to briefly explain what lean body mass is if you're not sure what that is. So lean body mass is total body weight minus fat weight. So for example, I'm currently 193.2 pounds, which is 87.6 kilograms. And I'm about 14% body fat, maybe a little bit less, but I'm just going to use 14% for for this example. Now, your fat weight will be your body weight times your body fat percentage. So my calculation would be 193.2 pounds times 0.14 for 14% body fat. And when you multiply those two together, you get 27 pounds, which is 12.2 kilograms of body fat that I'm carrying around. Now, your lean body mass is going to be your body weight minus your fat weight. So it's going to be 193.2 minus 27 for me, which is 166.2 pounds. That's 75.4 kilograms. So that's, uh, and then I would take that and I would multiply that by about 1.1 to get the amount of grams of protein that I should be eating every single day as I'm working to shred fat. So that's number two. And the third thing that you should do to shred fat as quickly and efficiently as possible without uh, risking losing muscle mass is to use heavy compound weightlifting. So we recommend heavy compound weightlifting that's centered around the four main compound lifts. Those are the squat, the deadlift, the bench press, and overhead press. Now, obviously, you know it's possible to not exercise enough as you're trying to shred body fat, but actually lots of people who are really committed to a fat shredding program actually have the problem of exercising too much. And if you're doing too much stuff like cardio and endurance style weight training, that's going to tend to give you a very skinny fat body type. Even doing too much weightlifting, even heavy compound weightlifting will eventually break down your muscles beyond repair and you're going to get stuck in a state of chronic stress wherein your body can't adequately recover from each and every workout. So the point is that if you want to shred body fat to look and feel great, more cardio and weightlifting is not always better. You want to do moderate amounts of exercise to improve your health and to shred body fat, but if you do too much, then you're going to have a really difficult time uh, recovering from your workouts and maintaining optimal health. So those are the three things that you want to really focus on when you're trying to shred fat. It's the caloric deficit, the high-protein diet, and weight training. And most of the diet tips and tricks that people are telling you about in magazines or uh, on the internet or wherever, uh, they don't work. Like people will say all the time, you just have to do hours and hours of cardio. As we just covered, you don't have to do that. You'll eventually uh, get a skinny fat physique if you just punch in, punch out with your cardio plan. You're actually going to burn out before you exactly. get to that physique. <laughs> right, yeah. And it's, it's not good for your health either. Um, and you also don't have to do any special type of ab workouts. Like we all have six pack abs. That's something that lots of people might not really realize you have six pack abs, um, and you can certainly develop them further. And we definitely recommend that you do that, but it doesn't matter how well developed your abs are. If they're covered in abdominal fat, it's like, you're not going to see them. So even if you're uh, 100 pounds overweight, you have six-pack abs. You just need to get to a low enough body fat percentage to expose them. So that's another thing. People talk about special ab workouts. That's not what will get you uh, super lean and help It'll you just strengthen your lean core. Out. 
Yeah, it will strengthen your core and it will help you develop your abs, but you need to get to a low enough body fat percentage to expose your abs. You also don't have to starve yourself. Uh, Starving yourself and dropping your calorie intake really low in uh, hopes of uh, shredding body fat more quickly will actually downregulate your metabolism, which will cause your metabolism to drop. And this is commonly known as going into starvation mode, and it occurs to help your body cope with famine states. So the other thing that lots of people think they need to do is drop their carbs really low. Now, you don't need to achieve and maintain ketosis. You don't need to drop to a very low-carb diet. Doing so tends to give people a sudden drop in weight, but only a few pounds. And that's not because you're burning body fat. That's because you're depleting your glycogen stores in your body. But there is kind of one science-based hack that might actually help you to shred body fat a little bit faster, and that is fasted training. Now, your body is in a fasted state when insulin is at a low baseline level and fat stores are your body's primary source of energy. Now, this is why most people that train fasted will do so first thing in the morning after at least eight plus hours of time has elapsed since their last meal. And according to a 2007 study from the Research Center for Exercise and Health in Belgium, fasted training has shown promise to accelerate fat loss. Another study performed in 2017 by researchers at the University of Tsukuba in Japan found that exercise performed after overnight fasting increases 24-hour fat oxidation. So while 24-hour caloric intake is the end-all be-all determinant in fat loss or fat gain, numerous studies evaluating in an energy-balanced condition have demonstrated that the exercise performed after a meal does not increase 24-hour fat oxidation in female and male subjects. Conversely, exercise performed before breakfast actually increases 24-hour fat oxidation more than exercise performed after breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or even in a sedentary control trial in male subjects. But I want to make one thing very, very clear. Fasted training doesn't allow you to somehow cheat the laws of energy balance. If you're not in a caloric deficit, it doesn't matter how much fasted training you do, it's not going to help you to get leaner. But if you are in a caloric deficit, fasted training can help to accelerate fat loss. So I hope that you found this episode to be super valuable. That's going to be a wrap for this podcast. I'm sorry that I haven't covered any magic formula or shown you how to get super ripped with no effort, Uh, but there's really not that much fun in that anyways. I mean, the feeling of accomplishment that you get from shredding fat is actually the best part of that result. We both know that shredding fat is really difficult, but it is possible with the right strategy and tons of dedication. So I know that we covered a ton in this podcast, but we're really only scratching the surface of vegan fat loss. If you want to learn everything that we know about shredding fat and getting ripped as a vegan, then you must check out my new book, Vegan Fat Shredding Secrets. As I said before, this book is the ultimate guide for vegans to shred fat and get ripped. Now, Vegan Fat Shredding Secrets will launch on February 26th, and I've decided to give away the first 1,000 copies of this book for free. I know, what? A free book on how to get ripped as a vegan? 
What's the catch? Uh, well, yes, this is going to be a free book on how to shred fat and get ripped as a vegan. And there is no catch. There's no fine print. I'm doing this really because I want to spread my message, our message, as far and wide as possible to help as many vegans as we possibly can. Anyways, I want to give you the opportunity to reserve your copy before they're gone. You can reserve your copy by heading to veganshredding.com. Also, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review for this podcast and sharing it with a friend that helps us so much to spread our message and to keep helping more people. So thank you so much for doing that. We hope that you have a fantastic week and we'll see you on the next episode of the Vegan Gym Podcast. Peace, love, and gains. (laughs) 